A couple of years ago, Sicario, and I don't know if I say Dennis Villeneuve correct. Um, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to pronounce his name. He's now a mega A-list uh, director. He did Incendies. He did um, The Incredible Enemy. Uh, and the last film he did was um, Blade Runner 2049. But he did um, Sicario, one of my favourite films of recent years about the... Uh, DEA, CIA and, and their involvement of the Mexican cartels brilliant film on every level uh, cinematography, music Johan Johansson who sadly died this year his music was incredible brilliant story, great characters great performances um, inevitably there will be a sequel Sicario Day of the Soldado uh, which is, I don't know why they called it that because it's Soldado Spanish for soldier I think so why, why they didn't just do Day of the Soldier, but I'm not sure. Um, this time around, uh, tragically, we lost uh, Dennis Villeneuve, or Denis Villeneuve, or however you say it. I'm going to have to look that up. He didn't come back as the director. We've got Stefano Solima, who's an acclaimed Italian director, taking over. Happily, the probably the most in-demand writer of recent years in Hollywood uh, is Taylor Sheridan, who's an actor, but he wrote uh, Hell or High Water. He wrote Sicario, and he wrote and directed the brilliant Wind River as well. He returns as a as the writer, and that's probably the most surprising element when I when I look back at the film. Um, <coughs> we lose Emily Blunt this time around, who was brilliant in the original, but we keep the two most interesting characters, Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin, as CIA operatives um, working in the very never regions of what's either morally or legally acceptable. Uh, and this time around, it's um, <clears throat> the, the last one focused on the um, working its way from the ground up with the Mexican cartels and how they were transferring drugs and people into America and how difficult it was to actually a a attack the higher-ranking people in the cartels and so on. It was a very dark film, really. Uh, bleak and uh, e even its worldview, but brilliant. Um, this time around, it opens with a very j jarring... Islamic State terror attack on America in the supermarket, which is um, very, very different to the the original uh, focus on... on th This time around, they basically say that the Mexican cartels are, are more interested in shipping people into America and that they're using... The Islamic terrorists are using the cartels to, to, to get into America without... Um, uh, with avoiding detection and, uh, and airports and things like that. A little bit of a weak presence uh, premise for a film, I think, after the first one was so strong on its story across the board. Um, and also extremely disjointed because from that point on, it doesn't really matter. But the whole onus here is that the American government gives Josh Brolin and Benici Del Toro these two black operatives who do very, very bad things carte blanche because they now think that the cartels are responsible for bringing Islamic terrorists into America which is a hammy setup and an unnecessary one and once they sort of have these Islamic terrorists going off at the start they're not really mentioned again um, and along the way they, they decide to foster wars between the cartels by kidnapping and murder so they murder this high-profile lawyer from one cartel and then they orchestrate the kidnapping of like this 10-year-old girl who's the daughter of another cartel leader uh, and make it out like it's the other cartels. So they sort of pretend to rescue her and keep her basically held captive. And along the way, the American government realises that actually the terrorists, and this is one bit that does ring true, 
they weren't brought into the country, they're domestic. They were actually born in America. So they then say, right, we've got to shut this operation down and remove all evidence of it, including killing the 10-year-old girl, which is kind of bleak. Now, I, I absolutely adored the first film. This time around, there really isn't much more to it than the, what, what I've just said. From the moment they decide to, to kill the um, 10-year-old girl and um, d- remove all evidence of what's going on, it kind of neuters the whole point of the film because what they started off doing, they then just stop. Um, the remainder of the movie is Del Toro and Brolin, who were brilliant in the first film and brilliant in this film, basically at odds as to whether this girl should be used as in, in such a manner where they just end up whacking her and, and, and it's pretty grim del toro's of the opinion no and he sort of goes rogue and tries to protect her josh brolin's of the opinion i don't want to but and he sort of tries to pursue but doesn't do much of a job of it to be honest and there are also um falling outs with mexican police and and mass murder and some decent action along the way but there's just nothing to this film i was it 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 didn't feel like a movie it felt like episode four of a 10-part miniseries and i thought it would make a brilliant miniseries honestly it's one of those things where a two-hour movie it seems like it's got no story but if they'd have padded it out to a whole 10 episode miniseries they could have probably done a lot more with the story there's an awful lot missing this time around. I didn't just notice uh, the incredibly gifted de- uh, Villeneuve uh, missing. Um, Taylor Sheridan's still here writing, but there's nothing to this film compared to the... The other one felt like a whole macroscopic view of the war on drugs, the failure of it, of the Mexican-US border and, and the, the cartels and the wider policies and all of that. It seemed to come into sharp focus. Here, nothing really means anything. And it's also ma- uh, microcosmic. It's almost like the, the story is the be-all and end-all. There's no sort of further life to what's going on outside of these very narrow confines this time around. Other elements that are really, really missing. Josh Brolin and uh, Benicio Del Toro are quite close to each other in terms of what they're presented as. They're these hard-edged people that would do anything and um, even though Josh Brolin's got a bit more of a sense of humour or he did in the first one they're just too similar the, it really misses having that Emily Blunt side of it where she was a completely different personality type and coming at it from a completely different moral perspective along with her and her and her fellow police they were looking at it from the opposite side here there is no opposite side there's just one track all the way through and it does it's it really does spoil it i've got absolutely no problem with the craft of filmmaking here the cinematography again is great the music isn't by johan johansson but he helped the guy make the music um and 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 johan johansson this icelandic soundtrack artist has become one of the best in the world and unfortunately passed away from a, a, a what i thought was a suicide but apparently it was a cocaine and uh, prescription medication overdose in about February this year. But he actually helped um, Hilda Guondottir, who's a cellist, make the mu- soundtrack for this, and it's the equal of the soundtrack of the first one. The performances of Del Toro and Brolin are great, but they, they, there were so many other characters to hang that movie on. Here you don't even really get to meet the other cartels. They don't, they're sort of not even involved. 
You see the daughter, you see the odd person here and there. The police are completely faceless, the Mexican police that end up fight, fighting them. There's no real enemy. There's no real impetus to do anything. There is some cool moments. It's shot beautifully again. It looks really cool. Um, it's just nothing to it, and I was really let down. I thought I, I, I thought Taylor Sheridan was by far his weakest screenplay out of some modern classics. And I don't know why they didn't put more of a story into it. It just didn't seem to mean anything. It didn't really go anywhere. There was no purpose to it. There was no. There wasn't really a reason for it to exist. So it's worth a once through, and it's good to watch, and it's made with super high quality caliber across the board. But just with no purpose to it at all. So I'm going to give Sicario Day of the Soldado, I'm going to give a 6.5 out of 10. Which is a massive letdown after the first one. But there you go. So uh, I'm going to play, well, from the other feature album by the British punk band...